1: slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
2: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
3: What happened in Las Vegas? And believe me, it's not staying in Vegas. What's the plan in Washington to replace Ryan Fitzpatrick? Plus, why was now the time for USC to fire head coach Clay Helton? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: The Baltimore Ravens threw the house at Derek Carr, and Derek Carr answered 435 yards, two touchdowns, and the game-winning touchdown pass to Zay Jones on a zero blitz from Baltimore. I don't think they meant cover zero people, but that is what they did. And the Raiders open up their new stadium in Las Vegas with a 33-27 win. Joining me now from Locked On Raiders, it's your boy Q And, and Q what was What was your big takeaway from this game because this is this is a monster win from a team that is desperate to make the postseason? Yeah,
0: man, it really is. And it was incredible. you know, just the atmosphere being there, really, that was one of my biggest takeaways from this game. Obviously, the team was very resilient, didn't play very well early on, especially the offense but found a way to get the victory. But I'll tell you, Peter, my biggest takeaway was Raider Nation. I think that the yep. fans in the stands across the league this year is going to be so much better than what we saw last year with pretty much no fans throughout the the, the whole league. And for Raider Nation to be in Allegiant Stadium and open up their, their stadium to their fans and to be there and as loud as they were, and it literally was like I was at a club or a party the whole night long. It was incredible. They were so loud. They still have to learn when to be loud out at times but they were really really good and they represented they stayed till the end and uh, they found a way to pull out a victory but I I do want to credit the the fan base for a lot of the energy that they provided throughout the course of the night
3: this this Raiders offense I think is going to have to carry this team because defensively they, they just don't have the horses the Raiders were not able to get the running game going but as I mentioned Derek Carr goes over 400 yards Darren Waller Baltimore had no answers for him. He had 10 catches for a bucko five and a touchdown. Do you think this Raiders offense has enough? If the Raiders defense is just going to be not terrible to, to to carry this team to a playoff spot, because it, it sure looked like it against a very good Baltimore defense on Monday
1: night.
0: Yeah, you know, the the funny thing is the offense was not clicking early on, and the thing about it is the defense kept them in that game, you know, and, and I know they gave up 27 points, and so that's nothing to say about, oh, that's a great defense, but literally that defense kept them in that game, you know, I mean, they really did their job, came up with some huge stops when they needed, came up with a couple turnovers when they needed, got to Lamar Jackson, had him on the run now. He's a magician, so he's able to get on the run and make things happen. But the defense really stepped up, and I think if the offense can actually take their game to another level because they were really out of sync early on in this game, if they can really start to click early in a game, they could be a dangerous team. They really can. For the first game out, and it doesn't get any easier as they have Pittsburgh this upcoming week on a short week uh, on the road, <laughs> which makes it even more difficult. I mean, this this team could be a good team. Again, it's it's only one game. There's uh, still 16 more to go, so I don't want to, you know, oversell it. But I'll tell you right now, man, there's, some, there's something to build off of what they did on, uh, on Monday night. It was, it was pretty impressive.
3: Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, what's the plan in Washington to replace the injured Ryan Fitzpatrick? Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing number of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the car parts you need. So why and do are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: The 49ers picked up their first win of the season on Sunday, but it came at the cost of two important losses to the roster. Niners coach Kyle Shanahan announced Monday that running back Raheem Mostert will miss up to eight weeks because of chipped cartilage in his knee. The injury requires arthroscopic surgery and lands Mostert on injured reserve. Shanahan also confirmed their fears about cornerback Jason Brett's right knee, an ACL sprain, an injury that will require surgery and end Jason Verrett's season less than a full game into it, a torn ACL for a player who has dealt with so many injuries and a guy that we saw finally healthy last year play the kind of football we knew he was capable of. This is brutal for a kid who has worked so hard. The 35-28 loss to Oregon wasn't the only loss of the week for Ohio State. Locked on Buckeyes host Jay Stevens has the latest on another L.
4: One thing Ryan Day did not want to do at the beginning of this week after suffering a tough loss to the Oregon Ducks was try to figure out how he will replace one of the key pieces on this team. However, Monday evening, Ryan Day announced that starting safety Josh Proctor will be out for the remainder of the season. Josh Proctor started last year, was looked at as a guy that'll be a leader on defense this year, and will be a key contributor to really help a defense that is very inexperienced. Josh Proctor suffered a leg injury on Saturday afternoon against Oregon, got carted off the field, and none of that looked good when it happened. It's even worse now that we know he will not be playing any more football games for the Buckeyes during the 2021 season. Who will Ryan Day use to replace Josh Proctor? That's the question I have.
3: Brown center J.C. Treader said he believes Chiefs assistant coach Greg Lewis should be disciplined by the NFL for his role in a sideline skirmish with Cleveland safety Ronnie Harrison Jr. on Sunday. Harrison was ejected from Cleveland's 39-22 loss in the first quarter after he's forcefully pushed Lewis, who shoved the Browns' safety after coming over to help Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. An NFL spokesperson said the incident is under review and that Harrison will not be suspended. It's likely... He will be fined. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. If you are already over week one in the NFL, here are some opening lines for week two. The news of Ryan Fitzpatrick's injury didn't move the line for the Washington football team all that much. They were four point favorites against the New York Giants for Thursday night. They are now three and a half point favorites. The Texans made the Jaguars look bad in week one, but they are now, 12.5-point underdogs against the Browns that let a win slip away against the Chiefs. And the 49ers almost let the Lions come back and win in Week 1. Plus, they lose Raheem Mostert and Jason Brett in the process. But they are 3.5-point favorites against the Eagles, who embarrassed the Falcons in Week 1. For all your football gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 100% welcome bonus.
2: Here is another
3: story you need to know. The Washington football team dealt a major blow over the weekend. Not only did they fall to the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm still working on not saying San Diego, but they lost Ryan Fitzpatrick for a right now undetermined amount of time, a hip subluxation. All I know is that sounds like it hurts. And Taylor Heineke is going to be the guy at least in the short term, with Fitzmagic going on IR. Joining me now from Locked On Washington football team, Chris Russell. And, and Chris, what does Heineke do in Fitzpatrick's absence to keep this team afloat? Peter, he can use his legs
4: and his mobility and his improvisational skills uh, to extend plays, to avoid Big collisions, big hits, like the one that Ryan Fitzpatrick suffered uh, after a missed block by Charles Leno, the new left tackle, uh, on an inside pass rush. That's what he can do and make plays off, his, off the run with his legs by extending plays. The problem is, is Taylor Heineke's had a extensive injury history. He has bulked up. He has added about 15 to 20 pounds of frame and muscle. He feels that will help him. That's what the coaching staff wanted him to do. He did that. Uh, so, so far, he hasn't been hurt, but he only threw the ball 15 times on Sunday in relief. If you're probably going to be throwing 25 to, say, 35 times, somewhere in between that, you're probably going to be taking more hits. And that's where I worry about Taylor Heineke.
3: It would seem that this is a situation where a quarterback who does not have a ton of experience, but we've seen some flashes of playmaking skills from could thrive because of what this defense is capable of. We saw it against Justin Herbert and and the Chargers, even though they lost that game. So, I mean, does, does the defense have to make any changes? Is the defense and Antonio Gibson enough so that Taylor Heineke doesn't have to make more than maybe one or two throws a game and then avoid one or two throws a game?
4: Well, not if they play uh, specifically the defense, not if they play like they did on Sunday. And and again, as you referenced, it was Justin Herbert, and that's a good offense. That's an offense that also didn't play in the preseason and is dealing with a new coaching staff and a new coordinator, and we didn't know how they were going to come out. But they came out and pretty much did, pretty much did whatever they wanted. Washington was horrible on third down. That obviously has to improve. You mentioned Antonio Gibson on the other side of the ball. He got a lot of touches early. I think their game plan was on offense with Ryan Fitzpatrick and certainly even with Taylor Heineke to run the football, try and wear out the Chargers in the heat, uh, almost a 90-degree day. And it kind of worked, Peter, but they didn't make enough big plays when they got into, into the red zone to capitalize off of other big plays that they were able to make. And that led to field goals. And then they couldn't stop Los Angeles on third downs. They were horrible in that area. And Ron Rivera made an interesting call uh, to punt the ball away. Fourth and seven on his own or on the charger 40 with about seven minutes left to go. And they never got the ball again. That's how bad their defense was. You can't have that under any circumstances, no matter who your quarterback is, Peter, but you certainly cannot have it against a mediocre offense in the New York Giants this Thursday night.
3: Coming up, why was now the time for USC to fire Clay Helton? Our cue of the day is next.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason— Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got nine delicious base flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everyone and they're all high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs and low in sugar, and yet they taste delicious. In terms of food that is actually good for you, I don't want to call it a health food because that has such weighty connotations. As good a tasting a food as you can ask for, go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: Agree or Disagree. This is the cue of the day.
3: Out of nowhere, USC shocks the sports world, shocks college football, and announces that Clay Helton will no longer be the head football coach for the Trojans. Where do they go from here? How did we get to this point? Joining me now from Locked On Pac-12, Sydney Robinson and Sydney. This is one of those genuinely shocking things. Uh, how, wh- how, why do you think this decision was made now rather than? I don't know, eight months ago before the season starts because it doesn't seem like we're in that different a position with the Trojans now than we were then.
5: Yeah, I will say that that's the big shock of it, the whole thing because it's like we could have been prepared for this, could have had the offseason to have a you know real new head coach in there and not be relying on an interim coach that there's a big chance won't be the coach You know, when it comes down to actually deciding that head coach position in totality as like a final, you know, choice. Um, The only thing I can think of that would make sense is that they went into this season with optimism, giving Clay Helton a chance to show that he can complete a season where it's like, you know, a, a full successful one. I won't say that it's been complete failures on his end as far as being the head coach, but there's been so much that fans, um, alumni, everything have, you know, complained about for sure and have wanted to change there. Mm-hmm. And I think that if anything, it was clear that like, okay, we see there's this issue still here and it's still early and we can still salvage this season. So while it may be a bump in the road for the athletes who have to deal with, you know, changing coaches and right. just the shift and someone hopping in in that position last minute it's still giving them an opportunity to capitalize off the season and make it better than what you know it's starting off to.
3: So there is a laundry list of coaches who have been mentioned and rumored and talked about and proposed for this job. This is supposed to be one of the plum jobs in college football, really in college sports. You don't you don't have to give me names if you don't want to. But in terms of the, the the personality traits, coaching, whatever it is. What kind of coach do you think USC should go after? If like if you were in the, the the AD's office, you're saying we need this out of our next head coach.
5: So I actually talked with Michael Luke from Locked On Wildcats earlier about this today on you know the Locked On Pac-12 show, trying to get an idea of the same thing, um, and he really touched on something that made a big difference in my mind and what I probably never paid attention to fully is that USC tends to go after USC people. Mm -hmm. Like they continue to bring in people who have ties to USC and maybe not the person that's best for the job. I know a lot of people, and I know we said we don't have to say names, but a lot of people are screaming Urban Meyer right now because they don't think that he's going to last in the NFL. He's, you know, a better Coach in the I college. I don't know realm. that
3: Urban. I don't know that Urban thinks Urban is going to last in the NFL.
5: Right, right. It, it might be a <laughs> little. It might, it might have not been the team for him. Let's just make that clear. It might not have been the team for him. But we need a P. Carroll in there again. You know, someone who changed the culture, brought championships, uh, recruits, all of that stuff, and that knows how to really take over a program and turn it into the program that it's known for being.
3: And finally, everyone can rest easy knowing that Washington football fans were not drenched in sewage water. A video started circulating during their game on Sunday with fans getting drenched by what they feared was raw sewage. A team rep for the Washington football team confirmed that it was rainwater. The fans who got wet were also upgraded to sweets for the rest of the game. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast coming up Wednesday. Now that the dust has settled on week one, what happened to the Titans? Do we remember? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast.